Hey guys, Trevor here with Ride a Leaf, and today I've got Marco at the Partake facility. We're going to be going over some of the new products that they have coming to the industry and the market, as well as some of the strategies that he implements to get these products moving. So looking forward to getting into it with you guys today, and I'm looking forward to having Marco on the podcast. So thank you for having on, coming on and being a part of it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for having me. And you know, we're always excited to talk with you about what we got coming and you know what we're doing. You've been here a bunch of times, so we always appreciate the support that you've given us. So, yeah, excited to start talking about you know what we got coming through and you know some more more stuff about the industry and about us and you know whatever happens to come up. So. Well, absolutely. Um, well, let's start things off because you guys have punchments that just released. How are you finding that's moving in comparison to the GMO? So, I mean, you know, with punchments being such a it's such a different strain and such a different product and experience from GMO. Um, you know, I think that the that our customer base really kind of jumped on it because they were looking for something different. We had GMO for so long, and then when Punchments did come out, you know, we had a we had a great uptake, and we've had a lot of really really positive, uh, really positive feedback on the product. So it's been moving along well. I mean, the reality is is that there are thousands of products on the market. So, especially in the eighth, uh, in the eighth format, you know, it's tough to, to keep one product relevant for a year or even six months, you know? So, you know, while um, things have been going really well, it's, it's business, man. We could always be doing better. You know, I could always be selling more. I'm always on top of myself to get, to get going and, you know, get selling more. But, you know, for us, um, Punch Mints was great. Um, it is great. GMO was just such a classic strain, too, you know. And there's a lot of people doing it, which, you know, a lot of people said, like, oh, that might hurt you. But we, I mean, if anybody smelled our GMO compared to what a lot of other GMOs were out there, they would know that, you know, we had a bit of a different take on it. And it really was an OG strain. And it, it, was, it, was, it was a heavy hitter. Pungent, pungent smell. Well, you had a you told me you had a couple of customers return it because they thought it was sour yep. when it was just the aroma that it had to offer. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. So we, you know, we've been very lucky in terms of, uh, you know, we haven't had any issues in terms of having any, any product come back or anything like that or having to recall anything. So we've, uh, we've been happy with our products, but you know, we don't want to be complacent with, uh, you know, with the SKUs that we have. So we're coming out with three new SKUs at the end of the month. Uh, two of them will have punchments in them. And then the third SKU will actually have a new strain that is called the Gary P BX1. So it is a Gary Payton cut. Uh, it's going to be going into our sweet spot pre-rolls. Uh, the sweet spot is a 0.75 gram pre-roll so it'll be a 2 by 0.75 um, you know we had just seen you know, there's a ton of half grams on the market a lot of one grams on the market so we're like you know let's go in the middle and give people kind of a different option and uh, we think it's going to be really good we're excited to get that uh, to get that patent cut out there and then uh, we've got a 14 gram milled product that's coming out as well which we're really excited about um, 
you know, like all of our products, like our pre-rolls, same type of thing. There's no filler, there's no leaf in there, there's nothing in there except for a whole trimmed, perfect bud. Um, you know, we're not putting top colas <laughs> into our uh, into our pre-rolls, but we are putting whole flour in there. There's nothing but whole flour. So our shred, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see it fairly soon here. It it's a beautiful shred. It's coming in a 14 gram option right now. Uh, there's going to be moisture packs in there, so the content of the of the of the product is going to be really really nice. Uh, the third product then that we have, which I know that a lot of people have been waiting for, is the one gram blunt. Uh, so we actually put we had a new room of uh, of punch mints that we had finished, and we actually put that into the blunt. So I believe that's going to be coming in at just a shade over 31% uninfused. Nice. So, Very nice. Yeah. We, we don't have them yet. Uh, I, I mean, I can't wait to get one and, you know, fire through five or six of them. But, um, you know, all of these new products, the great thing about them is that they're all going to be rotating strains. Nice. So we... You know, we want to be able to put out some strains and see the, the feedback that we get from bud tenders and the feedback that we might get from, uh, from end users and the community before we actually take those strains and try and get them into an eighth format. Because, you know, the reality is, um, you know, we have to apply to get these, these products in. And, and all of those products don't get, uh, they don't get accepted all the time. You know, like the last one we put in, I think over 15 different SKUs that I had ideas for, right? And, you know, whether it's packaging or, you know, they don't have the right, uh, you know, whether the AGLC has the, the room for it in that particular format. So you got to put, put a few things out there to make sure that you get a few, uh, you know, a few accepted. And we had these three accepted this time. But like I said, with having the rotating strain, it's going to allow us to kind of put some new stuff out there without having to reapply every time. And then if it's uh, if it's something that's really caught hold in the industry, then we'll we'll make the application to hopefully get an eighth and then some other uh, other formats of it. So yeah, and that's perfect because I was actually just going to get you to to dive into the benefits of a rotating eighth versus having that singular strain and that application process is it's crazy, right? Because there's a lot of people don't understand is for every SKU you have within the Alberta cannabis market, there's a price for that SKU, is there not? For like well, a yearly maintain, maintenance price, is there not that goes along with it? Or what, did I... You, the, the two main things are you need to, first of all, the AGLC has to accept the product. Yep. So you have to submit an application and then they have to accept that product SKU. And then you have to maintain a certain level of sales throughout the year or else the product just ends up getting delisted. Uh, in terms of having to pay to have the product there, I, I don't want to say no, that's not the case because I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think that you have to pay to have it there. You just have to maintain a certain level of sales over a certain amount of time or else, you know. Because at the end of the day, the AGLC is stocking all this stuff. Yeah. So just like any other business, they don't want to sell a stock product that's not moving. So. And, and that could have been the misinterpretation I had, where it has to be a certain value of product move before you get yep. delisted, and it was just the way that it was worded. And that's, that's something that I wanted to clarify and have yep. people know that there are certain restrictions that you have to maintain and kind of meet, not restrictions, but parameters you have to meet to keep your product moving. Otherwise, no question. it's it's delisted, it's gone, and then it, at that point, once you have one product delisted, how much 
difficult, more difficult is it to get another product available in Alberta again? That's exactly it. And, um, you know, the, the reality is, is with, the, with the rotating strains and all the different ways that we can kind of do that, we just need to find ways that it's efficient for us to be able to put out new products into the, uh, into the market but at the same time not have to go through the application process over and over and over again. And, um, you know, with the AGLC, I, I, I'll say something about the AGLC right now where it's, it would be easy for me to come on here and just talk a, a load of smack about the AGLC, right? Like, it's easy enough. The reality is, is that this is the business that we deal in right now and these are the rules that we have to live by and deal with so it's easy to just complain about the AGLC all the time and whatnot but we've sort of taken the stance where it's like the regulations and the rules are what they are we just need to work with them uh, you know are those things going to change in the future as the as the industry matures no question about it but we got to wait a little bit it is what it is you know so while again, like I said, I could do an entire episode like this on things about the AGLC, it doesn't make any difference because it's not going to get us anywhere. So slowly, slowly, the community and the industry as a whole is going to all of the different regulatory boards and slowly, slowly, some changes will be made. But I think that all of us know that, you know, when it comes to government and there's always a bit of bureaucracy involved, so those things don't happen overnight. But hey, man, we've only been here four years. So... You know, we should we should be soaking up the idea that this is what we do for a living. Like the fact that I am now in the cannabis business after you know having been in it for years beforehand, um, it's awesome. Like I still pinch myself in the morning when I wake up, man. Like I'm waking up, I'm coming into a facility that smells like heaven every day. Um, you know, I get to talk to people that are interested in the in the industry and the product. People like yourself as well. So. Um, yeah, whatever the industry may or may not be, it exists, and I think that that we're, we should all be happy for that. So. Oh, absolutely! And like for me, I want to get as much information and education out there because yep. if we're going to complain, let's complain about the stuff we know we can make a difference on. Because it's oh, they're not quite sure. Because realistically, the people in AGLC know just as much or less than we do yeah. because they're looking after more like of course there's the cannabis side to it but yep. they've transitioned into the cannabis industry just like us it's a blooming yep. industry so if we're going to make noise let's make noise on the stuff that matters and the stuff that we can actually benefit from across the board that's exactly right, right. like if people are going to complain about access to quality cannabis, okay, well, if we're going to do that, let's go and make some noise towards the farm gate side yep. where it's like, okay, let's get access to quality cannabis direct from producers yep. like you guys or even small craft farms or even someone like myself to set up a nice little micro facility. Mm -hmm. I'm just in my local area at a farmer's market. Yep. What am I hurting moving flour that people know okay this isn't tested this hasn't been yep. you're aware of what's going it's no different than going and getting veggies from a local farmer's market yep for sure right. and it's like i said man we are still in the infancy stage of this of this market right so things are going to change for the better as we move along um you know there are people out there in the industry involved in the industry far smarter than myself 
who are working on stuff like that in the background, working with the bureaucrats that need to be worked with in order to get these changes made. And there are a ton of vocal people out there, like I said, that, that spend a ton of time understanding the laws and understanding the industry and then trying to get those laws modified or changed to just be better for everybody. Uh, and it's like I said, the, you know, if there's anything about the cannabis community is that while it's only been legal for four years, it's been around forever. So there's the depth of community in the cannabis scene. It's deep. There's a ton of knowledge out there, man. And, you know, I'll, I'll, right from the, the, the first, first line of contact that anybody gets from the bud tender, I don't know any other industry where the, I guess you would call it the entry-level position is so knowledgeable by the time they start or so interested and involved in what they're doing, you know, right from the get-go that it's, it's awesome, you know, like yeah. the people that are involved in this industry, the people that consume all of us, you know, we're lucky to have people like that that are so interested in, in what we're doing. Um, you know, you go to a liquor store, I guarantee you nine out of the ten people are not going to be anywhere near as excited as a bud tender is when you come in there and ask them, you know, what they think of the strain or, you know, ask for their opinion or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that we're extremely lucky in this uh, in this industry, and it's only going to get better moving forward. Oh, I, I completely agree. Like, the majority of the bud tenders are more excited to be there than it almost seems the consumers are no question. half the time. Right? <laughs> like, there's... there's a, a huge portion of the consumers that just go in to buy their product and leave. It's a Walmart transaction. I've got no issues with that side of the consumer. Where the majority of this content isn't going to reach them yep. because they're not interested in reaching out for this type of content. I understand it. I appreciate it. We're not going to change their minds. Yep. But that other 50% of the industry where they're either new to smoking, yep. heavy smokers that are looking for something unique and interesting, yep. or they're young people that are just looking to develop a a healthy lifestyle with cannabis or the middle-aged people are looking to use cannabis to improve their lifestyle. For sure. Like there's a bunch of different aspects to it and they're all looking for a different product. Yep. And every store you go to, you're going to get a different bud tender that can provide a totally different experience and knowledge set for you yep. because there's some really good bud tenders that don't smoke at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like as, as crazy as that is to say, it's, very true and some of the i would almost say some of the better bud tenders are lower consumers yep. but they just absorb information like a sponge and are willing to distribute it and share the knowledge yep and and most of those people that are you know that consume at a at a lower level or at a more infrequent level yep. we could say i feel like they're consuming with more intention yep. though so because they have that intention behind whatever it is that they're doing, they're using it for a purpose. Don't get me wrong. I mean, is can one of those purposes be like, I just got home and I want to stop thinking about everything? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there's a lot more to it. You know, there's creativity. There's, uh, you know, if you're going to work out, this strain versus another strain. I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about strains <laughs> when I work out because, I mean, I'm not a gym rat, obviously. But, um, you know, there's just, there's so much experience that can be had with different strains and different you know different cultivars and all of that kind of stuff that's why moving into a bit of a different topic that's why i hope that this whole thc highest thc type craze is slowly going to kind of start to 
go the other way. And I mean, this is coming from a guy that works for an LP that actually puts out fairly high THC yeah. stuff. Consistently. You know, <laughs> right? if you were to talk to our, um, and you will, I know you will, Landon, our master grower, I know that that guy has made some absolute fire product that would never see the, the THC percentages that the, the market wants. Because right now, I mean, if you're under 20%, man, you'd better be selling it at like 10 bucks an eighth, you know, because nobody's going to buy that because the assumption is that it's not as good, which is completely untrue. And, um, you know, a little bit of a lower THC product, I think, will make it easier for new consumers to get into it too. Like, I mean, how many people that start drinking decide, like, I only want to drink moonshine? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, exactly. And how... And the biggest thing for me is how many of those 16% THC total are sitting at 26, 28, 32% total cannabinoid. Yep. And I'm sorry, but I would put that up next to a perfect example that I have is the Grateful Breath from Bazam. That that flower smoked like a distillate. And there's nothing wrong with that experience, but it was just raw THC. I didn't find a guide to it. Yep. I put that 16% with a, let's go, 22% total cannabinoid. Yep. In my opinion, that 16%, 22% total cannabinoid will beat the Super hell nice. yep. out of that because it's got guidance. It's got a full body. It's got a full experience. Yep. It's the same argument of full spectrum over distillate. Yep. It's, there's more to it than just raw THC. So that No question. And the fact that the conversation's now going towards terpenes and now you're starting to see people ask about minor cannabinoids they're asking about specifically cbg and cbn seem to be the two that people are focusing on on right now which big benefits for that because cbg is kind of your your mother cannabinoid it precursors everything and cbn well of course sleep yep what what is cannabis utilized one of the most predominant reasons (laughs) that's exactly it and you know there was there were and there are still companies that are, excuse me, that are up ahead of that. I mean, I, before I started with Partake, I used to work with Velvet Management, um, and we repped MTL, who was, you know, they were one of the first ones that were even talking about CBG. Um, and then we also had the Night Night product, which was one of the first products that started bringing out CBN. And at that point, it was like we were just getting the conversation started at it. And now you got people asking for it. So, again, as an industry as immature as we are right now, it's just going to take more people asking yeah. more stores like, hey, do you guys have anything in like a, a 16% or maybe something more of a balanced strain with more of a balance of CBD and THC? Um, I, you know, I believe it was Ashton from Plant Life, one of the, I believe one of the regional managers there. He had made a post on LinkedIn just a while ago about that specifically, where it's like, when are we going to start seeing some of the good lower THC product? Because he's like, I got customers coming in asking for it. You know, you have a customer base out there that's looking for it. Um, and it's a, it's a tough thing to answer. Like, I, I love the post. And, you know, for us, it's like we would love to grow something like that. But the odds that it will be accepted right now by the AGLC are not great. Nope. Um, because that 20% threshold is sort of what it is. Unless, unless you're under that 20% threshold at a 
you know, an MSRP to the consumer that, uh, you know, we as a small craft company would never be able to get down to that price. Um, you know, again, well, and just something with maturity, right? With, with the way that our industry is set up now, I don't think the 16s to 23 yeah. would ever sell well in the system that we have where it's package it, ship it out, yep. have it sit in a warehouse to then be shipped out to a dispensary to then be sat in the dispensary until they put it on the shelves and they start moving it. Yep. That's 16 to 22%. That's where you guys get your chance to shine on your farm gate because that's your exclusive strain. And yep. what did you do? You went and you hunted out one of the stinkiest, richest smelling experience where you go yep. here and you crack that jar and that's their first experience in the shop or that's yep. what they smell when they open up the door. That's where I see those 16 to 22 selling like crazy mm -hmm. because it's like it, you're going for the experience, the smell, the taste, right? Like it's more than just a, yep. oh, it came in at 28. <laughs> no question. And that's really where I see those strains making a return is when we see Farmgate making a return. For sure. Yep. And, you know, going back to what I said before with, with the AGLC and the regulatory boards and all that kind of stuff that farm gate hopefully will happen in the future unfortunately that's not our present reality <laughs> no, so we need to be able to find ways to work within yeah. the confines of the current system to be able to get that and i think that the only way that that's going to happen is more people like like ashton who are, are talking from a multi-store level um you know they're getting that feedback from the end user and then they're giving that feedback back to the guys like yep. us at the LP level, and then we are trying to give that feedback then to the AGLC. What will likely end up having to happen is that we will need to partner with more retailers to discuss with the AGLC. It was like, hey, there's an actual need for this product, or there's a, it seems like there's a want for it out there in the industry. You know, let, it, let us try something. You know, yep. give us uh, give us the acceptance on a SKU that's going to come in that we know is going to come in at 16 or 18 percent or something like that, and let's see what happens. Um, you know, and then when you have retailers behind, you know, local producers like us, which in Alberta, I'm telling you, man, the Canadian cannabis people have been sleeping on Alberta yeah. in terms of the uh, the industry and the LPs that we have, and we can talk a little bit more about them because. You know, for as much as I'm in, I'm in the business to sell. Man, there's a lot of solid <laughs> local competition out there, and I mean, you know, I, I I'd be a liar if I said that I only smoke partake yeah. because I mean, with the prairie grasses and the Alberta yeah. buds and the Joy Botanicals out there, I mean, distinct. That's that, that's exactly it. Like I came back from Lyft, and there's a couple yep. times where someone's like, "Well, BC Bud is that," yep. and I just lean over. Yep. I'm like, "Yeah, I'd argue with you on that one." Yeah, <laughs> let me For just sure. start listing companies off. Yep, <laughs> and there's quite a few people who are like, oh, "He's got a point, right?" Yep. For outdoor grow, Alberta can't really compete. Yep. We don't have the environment. BC and Ontario is the place to go. But when yep. it comes to indoor micro craft producers. I'd put Alberta toe to toe with Ontario for the number of quality producers that sure. continuously drop fire. Yep, <laughs> continuously no, drop fire. A hundred percent agree with you. And you know they've—it's difficult 
you know, to move from province to province and, you know, there's, there's money that's involved with that. And when you're a small operation, it's, uh, it's more difficult to break into those new markets. We just, just recently got into Manitoba and that's going to be a whole new thing for us, which is, you know, we're super excited to get our product out there. Um, you know, but again, it's an entirely different market than it is here that I need to learn what the people want. And, you know, we will be putting out some Manitoba specific stuff because, the reality is, is that there will always be regional likes and dislikes, yep. you know, so it could be anything, you know, Alberta could be a big GMO province and then people in, in Manitoba will just be like GMO's garbage and nobody smokes it here, you know, so you have to be regionally in tune, I guess, with what's going on, I feel like, when you start spreading out, and it becomes a bit harder for the smaller companies like us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but let's call it what it is. Alberta's a pre-roll province. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's through and through a pre-roll province. There's yeah. <laughs> The laziness here is abundant. <laughs> hey, man, we just want to get our weed and smoke it. <laughs> I, I get I, it. I can't, I can't chew on people too much because I understand the demand for it. Like, I... I, I and the ability to be able to pick up four different things yep. to be able to try and not have it be a hundred dollars. Yep. And it, it makes sense. It makes it's sense. a great entry to try yep. a new LP, <laughs> you know? So listen, our 3.5 grams are not the cheapest on the market. Nope. I, you know, we've never ever pretended to be a, uh, yep. Uh, we've never pretended to be a, a value, uh, value pricing structure. Right. But, um, you know, it's tough to, to make a $40 purchase yeah. right off the bat of some flour that you haven't had before. But I mean, you know, in our case, you can buy the 3.5s or you, now with the sweet spot, you'll be able to buy the 2 by 075s to give us a try and be like, man, you know, I really do like that punch mints. And, um, you know, it's a different experience buying a pre-roll. Even us, you know, we have whole bud pre-rolls. It's the same bud that's in our jar. Mm -hmm. But the difference between me smoking a pre-roll and me rolling a joint from our actual flower, it's always a different experience, you know? So, um, you know, I think pre-rolls are a great way for people to try out a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different strains and a bunch of different manufacturers and then go out and buy their bud afterwards, you know? So. Oh, absolutely. And as, as much as I rib on the, the pre-roll market in Alberta, I understand that there's two reasons for it. The city, it's yep. convenient. That's across. You look across the board. Every city is going to sell more pre rolls just because it's easy to walk into one shop while you're on a, on a walk, buy yep. a pack of pre rolls, smoke it, come back, and you'll hit another shop and you can try something different. Like yep. that convenience in the city, it just makes sense. And Edmonton, especially with open consumption, yep. right? It, there is no argument there. Alberta, the amount of dry camps and places where they can't have product on site. Yep. I saw it working Slave Lake. It's a huge oil field, lumber. We have dry camps all over the place. We have yep. people commuting two hours to buy groceries. Yep. They're buying enough flour to get them back to camp. And then they've got a distillate cart that they'll sneak in and use because it doesn't smell that strong. Yep. So pre-rolls and carts make, like I understand where the sales are. Yep. It's oh, a yeah. population and the population who's making big money, they're buying pre-rolls because they have the money to spend on it. It's just like buying a, a six-pack of beer for the ride home, but ride back to camp, right? There's no question. Yep. And I mean, the, I think that the other part of that that we could talk about as well is like, I think that while the eights or three three point five gram formats make up the majority of what's out there, as it as we mature as an industry, we are going to move. I I believe, and I, I know a lot of people that I've talked to believe the same thing. 
Uh, I do feel like we are going to move more into the half ounce and ounce formats because the reality is, is I feel like when, you know, if you're a consumer that smokes with any type of, uh, you know, reoccurrence on a daily basis, let's say, you're probably not going to want to go to the weed shop to buy an eighth every, you know, few days or four or five days or whatever it might be. And I mean, back in the day, if you were smoking, you were buying ounces. Yep. For the most part, you're buying an ounce. And, um, you know, we're already seeing a, a huge spread in price in ounces from, you know, the bottom end to the to the top end where you've got, uh, who's it, Value Buds now that I think has come out with their own ounces. Wow. Uh, they're ba- the, in the, what, even Bake Sills, $67 at start. And it's, of course, they don't, they don't sell it as a, this is a smokable flower. But yep. people are buying it to smoke. And then you go and you look at Fraser Valley. They're dropping stuff at seventy-seven dollars, and they're dropping yep. like decent genetics. Yeah, and people are selling it at seventy-seven. And then you've got your ninety-dollar ounces and your hundred, and then you yep. go all the way up and you got your Broken Coasts that are two twenty. Yeah, and, and then, <laughs> everything in between, and they all have a customer base that buys it. Yep. There's listen. There's a customer out there for almost anybody. You know, like you. I, I feel like there's probably a point in every. Not probably for sure. There's a point in every format that. You know, like uh, who's who's buying seventy dollar or seventy dollar eights? That well, would be nuts. People in California, <laughs> maybe. <in> California, yeah. <laughs> well, when the average eighth is between sixty-five and eighty dollars, yeah. <laughs> people in California. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that we're going to see the the industry kind of go towards more larger formats because people are going to want to buy larger formats for the consumption that they do, right? Exactly, and like the eighth format is, you're gonna see more like you guys dropping a half ounce and eight of four different genetics to try. Okay, yep. which one do you like? Well, now you can go and get an ounce of it. Yep. Or at that point, if you're looking at doing that, you do the half ounce, you do the full ounce. You got four seven gram bags. Yep. Um, I can't remember who did. I think it was Space Camp is a company that did something like that. Yep. One of them was milled. Three of them were flour. Yep. It was really really well received and. I don't see an issue with that. I would much rather go and pay an extra $15 for that ounce if I'm going to get four sevens. No question. Because yep. then I'll go and buy the ounce of whichever flower I like the most, or yep. I'll go Dutch with somebody on it and split it down the middle, right? Yep. Like, I've got no issue splitting ounces with my buddies because it's like, oh, you like this? I like this? Ah, not enough for a full ounce. Okay. Yeah, split <laughs> like, up. And, and people want options, man. I, I'd heard of that that product as well and i'm not sure was it in alberta yep they had it in alberta it was for me to put out a product that has four different strains in an ounce format that's four quarters of each and one of them being milled which i didn't know it's great it's great man that 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 allows you to to have a little bit of taste of everything man people want variety i i'm not gonna lie i'm waiting to see a pre-rolled and flower combo like that yeah like realistically you go and you provide all four. You've got joints, you've got blunts, you've got milled, you've got flour. Yep. All in one strain. Yep. Your grab-and-go bag. Like, yep. that, like, that is something that would be totally unique. Now, labeling it, putting all that, that would be a hassle for the company, but... The other part of that you have to look at as well is... I don't, I'm not going to get too far <laughs> into it, but we, uh, I believe now it is Virtue Cannabis that is going to have a blunt and pre-roll combo pack um did i try and get one of those in at the same time 
A hundred percent. And again, I'm not here to complain. Not here to complain because we got to work yeah. within the system that we're that we've been given. Um, but it ended up being a part of you know I wanted to also mix sizes. Yep. So I wanted to have half gram pre rolls with a one gram blunt. There's nobody else that has that right now, and the AGLC uh, sorry the AGLC system is not capable of handling two sizes in one yeah. format. So that's what ended up kind of, you know, unfortunately we were denied that, but we're going to go back with something else. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll come back. Um, but, you know, I think from what I've heard, Virtue is coming out with something like that. And I mean, their Galactic Lou has been super yeah. popular. I mean, they've, they've put out a, a lot of really good products. And, you know, to go back to what I was actually saying before, where it's like, you know, it's hard to have just one strain moving forward. Not if you do it right. I mean, obviously, Virtue has had Galactic Glue out there as, I think, one of their only strains since the beginning. It, it's the only steady strain that I can think yes. of from them. And good for them, man. And they have a, a, they've, they've done a whole bunch of different uh, yeah. formats of it. So if you don't want it in flower, you can get it in pre-roll. Now I believe they have that, um, that infused blunt that yep. they're doing as well. Like, I mean, I think that one gram blunt is MSRPing for like 40 bucks. Yep. From what I understand, the retailers can't even keep it on the shelf. So good on them, man. Like I, I love seeing Alberta companies do well. Well, like, I, I, I when just, I, when I first saw their price point, when it came into shop, yep. I, I did the, I don't think we're going to move this. Yeah. And then they were and all it, gone. It took two customers trying it. Yep. Two customers trying it, and they were, I think it was a four bag in a box ounce. So it wasn't yep. you didn't get a whole bunch of it. They came back and they bought the rest of it. Yep. And then a week later, we had five people come in and ask for it, and it was just like, oh, this is a word of mouth. Yep. This this was like Vertical's Cold Creek Kush when it first hit the market. Yeah. Right. There was nothing, nothing. Then all of a sudden, you ha we had like ten customers. Hey, you got Cold Creek Kush? Yep. No. Yep. Like and it was and, and until we brought it in, it was just double the amount of customers every week. Hey, yep. you got Cold Creek Kush? Hey, you got Cold Creek Kush? And you get hear the odd one. Hey, you got Kent County Kush? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally like the Kent County for flavor wise more than yep. the Cold Country, but Cold Creek Kush is just a glorious smoke and a strain. Yep. And Vertical's done a good job keeping that one around, but the quality isn't the same as it was first release. And that's that's a battle and a half. <laughs> no question. And, and hey, man, anybody that has that type of success in a industry that the marketing that we're allowed to do is so regulated um all the power to them man like i i hope that people fill their boots because it's like if, if you can put out a product like distinct being one of them in alberta for sure i mean i don't oh. know what it's like in other provinces i think they're they're heading to ontario soon i'm sure they'll do well to they, they've got name recognition i'll give yeah. them that they've got like you say distinct People either go, oh, I've heard their jam, like the yep. rosin's really good, or how's the flower? Yep. Like those are the two responses anytime I've said distinct, and I that it's great. It's great to hear that. And that's the great thing about, and this might be a bit of a hot take, but it is the great thing about having such firm marketing regulations is that the word of mouth stuff is that ends up spreading, right? Like it was oh. the same kind of thing actually with our punchments was the same. You yep. know, it was like slowly slowly started building momentum more people tried it more people smoked it now people are asking for it like that's really the point that you have to be at because it's not like we can have commercials nope. you know I, I was in the liquor store um just a couple weeks ago and it always makes me laugh when you when i walk into a liquor store and i see somebody there with samples of beer <laughs> i can roll in there and, i mean it's not like i'm drinking a six-pack in there but i can go in there and sample beers then buy them and then leave 
Whereas, you know, we go to a cannabis shop, I'm not even allowed to see what I'm buying. You know, like I, we can't even have clear jars to show people oh. what they're buying first. So, you know, like I said, kudos to everybody that's done well, especially the small guys like us, because all of that is, is word of mouth. And if you're getting word of mouth advertising, that means that you're putting out a good product. You know, like we talked about before, where you have sort of the bud tender being the entry level position in our, in our industry. They are the people that when we walk into a store, like from my experience, what I see in stores, people walk into the store and the first thing they do is ask the bud tender, what do you got for this? What do you got for that? What do you like? What have you smoked? So the bud tender wants to do as good of a job as they possibly can. Part of that is knowing what's out there and actually consuming some of the product. So if the expectation is is that somebody at the entry level of this industry has to pay for all of the product to try it, it's tough. It's even tougher with guys like me because now they got to go out and buy a forty dollar eight. Yep. Um, is it is it you know is it worthwhile? Absolutely, but you can only do that so much. Like I mean, you got to pay your bills. You got to yep. stuff to do, right? So I feel like um, you know I'm hoping that with Ontario now making it possible to to sample people, hopefully Alberta starts looking at the same thing yep. because it's. Um, it's just very difficult. It's very difficult for people to try everything if they have to pay for everything. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But again, this is the world that we live in right yeah. now. And this is these are the rules that we have to live by right now. So we have to find ways, um, you know, to make sure that the bud tenders know that when they're getting our product, this is what they're getting, whether it's pictures yep. and um, statistics and terpenes and all of the all of the other information that you can give them. Um, you know, hopefully they, they find that information good enough to go out and spend their hard-earned money on my product so that they can make sure to let their customers know that Partake is a product that you want to spend your money on. Oh, exactly. And, that, like, a, a one of the biggest reasons why I started doing the content that I did was because I saw that. Yeah. I was like, and I started as a butt I'm like, the only way I'm going to be able to know about this product is if I buy it and smoke it. So for me, it's like, okay, if I'm, if I know I'm going to be buying and smoking almost everything we have on menu, yep. let's feed back to the, let's feed back to somebody who can't afford to buy it and do it. And I got yep. lucky where I had a 30% discount when I was working at the dispensary. That's awesome. So I was buying it almost at like at stocking at price. Yep. So I had a huge blessing there, and I've got to yep. recognize it. And I've been talking about it a lot lately so that people re- like realize I was working as a bud tender, and I got 30% off. Yep. 80% of my check went back into that dispensary. <laughs> that story, right? yeah. I'm going to call it what it is, but I was yep. able to get a lot of product for that 80% of my check. Yep. And, and hey, man, you know, like we, from the LP side of things, appreciate what you're doing here because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of product out yep. there and there's a lot of educational stuff out there. There's just, there's so much complexity when it comes to the, to cannabis yep. as, a, as a product that, you know, the more people like you that are out there that are sharing their experiences, that are sharing their, you know, their information, their knowledge with people, it's just going to be, it's going to make new consumers more comfortable getting into the market and it's also going to get more experienced users more excited about you know more local stuff and different strains that are coming in because you know we all know that person that's like ah you know my i've been smoking since i was 12 years old and my tolerance is like through the roof yeah man we know but you know try this out yep. sure enough usually those people come back and they just say holy shit man like that was 
That was some serious, <laughs> serious product. And it's like, yeah, but I thought you've been smoking for your entire life and your, your, your tolerance is way up here. So there's a lot of good information and a lot of good educational product that you're putting out there that I think more people hopefully will start, uh, you know, start looking at more podcasts like this and, you know, more YouTube channels and stuff like that because there are... You know, there's just an infinite amount of information out there to be learned. Oh, exactly. And, like, I go long format. I go in-depth because that's the way my brain works. I know I'm not going to scratch everyone in the industry. Right. But there's people who are doing 60-second content that's providing huge benefit just so that you can go in and ask your bud tender a certain question. Yep. Right? Like, this whole channel, though, all this content is just to help guide you to ask either the right question or question and answer that the bud tender gives you to, to make sure you get what you want yep right that's if i can guide you to get a product that you like and you want to try again or a product that you haven't thought about trying and you're trying it and you're like oh this kind of does something that i didn't expect it to well let's kind of play in this little realm for a bit yep to me that's a win if you're trying something new that you didn't think you would enjoy and you enjoy it or you make that definitive choice of okay Let's say terpinaline. I can't do it. The anxiety or headache yep. or stress or whatever it is, you know not to you know to avoid it. And we've mentioned it a couple of times, you know to avoid it. Perfect. Yep. That's a win for me. You're a smarter consumer at this point. Yep, That's for sure. all my goal is is to try and make smarter consumers. Yep. Because then the industry has to get smarter. And if the industry gets smarter, the industry gets better. And and you at the end of the day, like you want everybody that comes into a store to love the experience that they get from the product that they buy. I mean, that's the that's the end goal for all of us at the end of the day. Like, we are growing to be able to have it in stores so that people can go into the store, buy our product, and enjoy the experience. I mean, you know, we're certainly not here growing weed so that people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. So we need to be able to you know, talk to, talk to the end user, talk to the people in the industry and make sure that we're growing what people want. And like I said, with the amount of information that you're putting out there now, um, people should be more educated when they walk into store. And if they aren't, that butt tender behind the counter, I guarantee you knows more than most of us will ever know, you know? Um. So, um, yeah. So that's one of the, one of the great things about the industry is the amount of information that's slowly getting kind of passed around from everybody. So, yeah. And the, like the only experience I would say would be better than having just happy about their product is if they were so impressed with the information they got from the bud tender yep. that that's overwhelming the product they're smoking. Yeah. That like to me, that's the only experience that would top yep. them being perfectly happy with the product because guess what? That bud tender is bringing three or four more customers into that shop because Whoever the, that one customer is talking about is yep. bringing their friends next time. That's exactly right. It. And I mean, <laughs> you know, for all the store managers out there, that is it's a very right. important thing. Like the bud tender is the front line of yep. this thing, man. And um, there are not a lot of industries that, you know, the front line people are like some of the most important people in the industry. Um, you know, it's, it's different when you look at like... Um, a cashier or something yeah. like that. I'm not saying anything bad about cashiers. Your expectation from a cashier is that they do their cashier thing. Um, when the expectation of a bud tender is like you walk into that store, they have to be able to recommend something for you. They have to be able to tell you what the effects are, how they liked it. And then hopefully you're going to take that product and enjoy it and come back. But if you don't, 
you're going to come back and you're probably going to give that person a little bit of hell. So, you yeah. know, they're kind of putting it out there as well by giving you the recommendation. So a lot of responsibility on the bud tender side of things. So it's, uh, you know, love your bud tender yeah. people because they are the ones that are going to make it, uh, they kind of make or break your experience based on what they sell you. Well, I, and I'd agree with you there because like coming from mer- like EMS, emergency medical services into bud tending and the cannabis industry and doing that yep. for that jack of all trades mentality that need to know a little bit about a lot of things yep. bud tending and ems or first response because i've got fire and ems experience yep very similar right like it's not to the same degree it doesn't have the same emergency i i understand yeah. that but that ability to switch conversations on a dime like be able yep. to talk in depth about concentrates to then go and talk about topicals to then talk about cbd oils over three customers in a 50 minute period yep it's a skill and it's it's talent that takes time to develop and knowledge that takes time to develop but the best thing that you can do if you want to develop that type of knowledge is pick the category you're most interested in and dive in both feet yeah and like head first get into it become the person in your shop that knows the most about that topic then hang out with the person who knows the most about the other topic that you want to learn about yep. and then just create this group where you're just sharing knowledge amongst one another that's how these the killer dispensaries the ones that are doing the best yep. do it no question there's experts and in each avenue and they have them <laughs> yeah and that's the great thing about the cannabis community man is that um we, we are a community yeah you know like when when people you know consistently compare us to the alcohol industry <laughs> There's, there's, there, while there is a huge craft following in liquor and beer and all that kind of stuff, you don't really hear a lot of people talking about like the whiskey community. No. While where there are millions of people that yeah. drink whiskey and scotch, beer, same thing. Like there's no, no beer community. There may be one, but it, it's not spoken about like nope. that. But cannabis, we speak of it as a community. Yep. So, yeah, it's just well, such a special product, man. Well, it's so much better. I would say the craft beer community fits closer in with the cannabis community than the cannabis community fits in with the alcohol community. No question. Right? Like, yep. they've got a niche market that slides over with us better. Yep. No, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, they're making their own stuff. They're doing their own stuff. They're more involved in everything. Well, they understand terpene and all the other. Like, they understand craft. Yep. Yep. 100%. So, and, and with that whole craft thing, you know, here at Partake, you know, we try as hard as possible to not like we are not a machine driven company right so craft for us really starts from you know it's from our hands to your hands man i mean that's just what it is all of our plants are hand watered individually hand watered um you know hand packaged hand hung to dry uh hand trimmed like i mean our production people we have to grow great product but if it's trimmed like garbage, nobody's ever going to know that it's great, you know. So our production people do an awesome job of making our bud look just perfect. Uh, again, all hand trimmed. There's no machines that touch any yep. of our product before it goes into glass. Um, you know, so we try our hardest to give as much love and attention to literally every single bud that grows on every one of our plants as humanly possible. And, uh, you know, we hope that that experience resonates with the customer when they open that jar in the store, you know, and that's what, 
That's what Landon's doing. That's what Landon's yep. downstairs doing, man. You know, there's a reason that we don't see him all the time is because the guy's down there just growing and taking care of plants like they should be taken care of to make sure that everybody that smokes our product has, yep. a, has a, a, a great experience. So for us, it's, uh, you know, that's why it's been so awesome working here. When I started here in March, it's just, for me, I wanted to be with an LP and the fact that I was able to get a job uh, as sales director here with a, a local LP, you know, what, 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 what more could I possibly have asked for? You know, well, you know, for you guys to go out there and buy <laughs> two million eighths of, uh, of partake would be, would be one of the suggestions. But, you know, apart from that, the team here has been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, there's not many of us. Afifa, our quality assurance uh, person, just left. Uh, Remy, our president. Um, Landon, our master grower. And then, you know, I think we've got about 10 production people. So it's not a huge team, but... Man, let me tell you, everybody here is committed to putting out some of the best product that, uh, that is out in the market. And, you know, we hope that everybody that has had our product or that has it in the future is just as happy with it as we are when it goes out the door. So it's, uh, yeah, man, like I said, I got to pinch myself every day. Oh, I, I know I'm a little bit biased, and I'm open about it because I'm a huge <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the partake stuff, yeah. right? Like, and I, I'm very open that I got a little bit of a bias to it. Yeah. And anybody I've hooked up with, with partake has either yep. loved it or they go the quality's there i just i can't smoke it it hits me too hard or <laughs> it's the flavor's just not right for me it's like yep. okay at least as long as i hear the quality's there it's yep. just not for me okay that's that's perfect and and that's always personal preference exactly. right like i mean we will there's no business that will ever be able to make every single person happy. So, but that's why, you know, we are trying to, we're trying to spread out in terms of the formats that we're putting out there. Um, you know, we want everybody to have a chance to consume our product mm -hmm. in the, their favorite way of consuming it. Um, we're slowly, slowly kind of getting out there with some more strains and whatnot, but you know, we take our time with that stuff, man. We don't want to rush anything out there because the idea of rushing something out there that isn't at the standard that Landon wants it to be, he, he's just not going to let that happen. And I'll tell you, our CEO, Remy, he's definitely not going to let that happen, you know? So we, um, yeah, it's a great team here. We're all fairly focused on putting out the best possible products for everybody and, you know, and, and trying to work with other, other LPs here, man. Like... Um, I know that my, it's not like my product is going to be the only product that people are going to buy, you know? So, you know, people always ask me like, what else is out there? I tell them, you know, you look at the, for me, one of my favorite strains is the Bruce Banner from Prairie Grass. Love it. You love that cheese, man. Love yeah. it. You know, they do a great job. Uh, Alberta Bud's doing a great job. Um, who are obviously distinct, they're doing a great job. Yep. I'm hoping that we get to work with them a little bit closer because we're looking at getting into the 2.0. I mean, this is out there a little bit, but, um, you know, I'd like to work with them to see if we can, you know, if we can collaborate on anything there. So, oh, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And, you know, we want to make sure to not only be a producer in Alberta, but, you know, we want to be, 
we want to have relationships with the other producers yeah. in Alberta. So it's, uh, yeah, slowly, slowly, I think we're moving along in the, in the right direction. I, I know all the grape lovers out there, when they <laughs> heard you work with the Stink, uh, a half and half between the Grape Mountain and your punch mints for the live rosin jam, I know definitely caught their interest. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like I said, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing concrete. This is just... It's just a sales salesperson talking. Yeah. I, um, I, I'm doing a little hype to try and get a product yeah. I know that's going to sell well yeah. for the people who watch this channel. Yeah, <laughs> I will see. Like I, I watch said. out for them. <laughs> I know you they know, like grapes, so we are. Uh, we're trying, like I said, we're trying to put out what people are looking for, yeah. but at the same time, we're also trying to find. You know, we're trying to find something new, which is extremely hard, man, because there's so many people out there putting out just fire strains man <laughs> yeah. it's just it, you know it's such a long process that uh you know by the time you get to the end of it man it is exhausting yep. so whenever i see these these companies especially guys that are our size putting out product that everyone's going crazy over like i just love it yeah. you know i just absolutely love it and i you know i wish them all the best of success man because there's room there's room for all of us yep there's room for all of us um you know, and I think, again, I'll say it again, I think Alberta is putting out some stuff. Yeah. And I think people are sleeping on Alberta. And I think that the Grow Up Conference yeah. that we actually just, we were signed up for, we've got our booth and all that taken care of. Uh, you know, we went, met up with Matt awesome. and uh, Randy, which was awesome. I mean, you know, it, I'm sure that most of the people in Alberta that follow anything know Matt and, you know, his wife, Brady, as well, with Pistol in Paris. There's, there's another great example. You know, yep. two people that are just killing it in the industry. They're doing great things for the community. They're doing great things with a good product. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, it's right. awesome, man. I, I'm, you know? I'm very lucky to be able to work with Benny. And like yep. get, I've got some stuff that I'm in the background with him that I want to get up and running, right? Like, it's there's def, especially when it comes to this content creator, because it seems yep. that first three years that I was in, there was almost like this room of us that were trying to break through that were like, Hey, we like cannabis. We're going to talk yeah. about it. And then uh, every year I just saw like a third or a half of us just drop off. Yeah. And there's few, fewer and fewer of us keep going. And now that I'm getting closer to kind of that, I, I want to call it almost a five-year room of doing what I've been doing. Yep. The amount of doors and, and people who are reaching down to pull me up in there is crazy. And like mm -hmm. Matt and Brady are two people who have been very big for that. Randy yep. recognized me and getting me out to Niagara as an ambassador for Grow Up, right? Like yep. there's been some people who've reached out and have done a lot to help me, right? Yep. Like being able to get me out to lift. I've got a couple of people who helped me make that happen, right? Like there's there's been some pretty big stuff going on. And that's, yeah, it's huge to see yeah. that. And I love this community for that. Yep. And again, it's, it's a community, <laughs> right? Yep. And that's the big difference between us and a lot of different industries. Um, CPG, I mean, I don't, We'll call us consumer package yeah. man. We sell weed. Yep. And uh you know, like I said, there's there's no other there's no other industry that has been around for just legally as long as we've been around for now, four years, that has the depth of community that cannabis has. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I challenge anybody to find a community that is more involved in what's going on in the industry in a short period of time than the cannabis industry. There's just not, man. And, you know, we just talked about some of the people that are in it. Yep. That's just, you know, is what happens. So if you haven't, if you are an LP and you haven't signed up for Grow Up yet, 
I believe it's still early bird pricing. Yeah, I think it's still early bird pricing. We are excited about it. Uh, we've also signed up for the uh, the Cannabis Cup that we're awesome. Um, that's another one, you know, if you're from Alberta or from wherever, if you're coming in for that, I mean, I, I suggest that people throw yeah. in their fire because I know there's a lot of it. Man. Oh, I know that there's a lot of it. And, uh, you know, I'm always excited when something new comes out in Alberta. Yeah. And so. I, I'm working to try and get on that judges panel. So I'm hoping to be able to see all the Alberta yeah. fire that comes yeah. through. There you go. I mean, there you go. Right. And, you know, it's like I said, when, uh, when I was talking to Matt about this stuff, we jumped on a call and. You know, we've. I, I don't know them very well personally, but I mean, I've heard all the stories and whatnot. So they come from the old school as well, yep. man, and they are doing a great job. So, um, you know, if you don't want to present at the Grow Up, at least come by and yeah. check out what's going on. I think they're going to have a whole bunch of really, really cool uh, displays set up there. I think they're going to have a lot of good speakers. Hopefully, they'll have you as a judge. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see that. So if you're listening, um, but yeah. You know, there's going to be more and more industry stuff like that going on. Um, you know, for LPs like us, we have to be very choosy because we're running on a budget. Yep. You know, we don't have uh, we don't have the big big pockets that some of the other giant LPs have. But you know, we 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 are selective with what we kind of get into. And this Grow Up Conference is one that we're really yeah. excited about. So I think it's going to. It's going to help put Alberta on the map, both for the type of product that we produce here, but also I, I see a, a big opportunity for more cannabis, uh, what would it be, cannabis entertainment, uh, cannabis vacations and travel and that type of thing. Uh, you know, like there's a, there's a ton of different LPs that are around here that, you know, oh. eventually I think once the, the cannabis industry opens up to that type of thing, there's going to be a lot of money there too. So. Oh, the amount like cannabis inclusive travel within Alberta is huge. Yeah. There's huge potential for it. Yeah. And with Grow Up, I believe there's going to be free access to the bud tenders for like the LP area where you guys are. Yeah. So that any bud tender in the area come to Grow Up and just visit the LPs. Yeah. It's going to give you access to the craft producers or the micros. It'll give you a chance to come and talk to Marco and potentially Landon or some of the other people who actually have hands on the product. Yep. Yeah. No better than to get your actual information and exposure that way. For sure. And you know what? Like, <laughs> it's always awesome when, when master growers are able to talk to people. Yep. Because, let's admit, man, at the end of the day, I'm just a drug dealer. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm just the guy setting all that stuff up. But I'm sales. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and of course, I, I love talking about the product, man. Yep. I love talking to anybody in the community. Um, but the opportunity to talk to these guys that are growing this yep. product and that have been growing it for a long time, and I know that home grows are becoming more and more yep. and more um, common. More people are trying their hand at it. Uh, the good thing about that is I th <laughs> the good thing for me on that is that I think that a lot of home growers are now realizing just how hard it yep. is to put together uh, you know, four plants that, that produce really good product, less alone a whole bunch of rooms with hundreds and hundreds of plants in. Um, you know, it's a lot more difficult than people think. And I think that a lot of people during, um, when legalization happened, thought that, oh, you know, everybody's just going to be growing their own and blah, blah, blah. I, I'll admit, I, I was one of those people. I thought that I was going to be the guy. And then it's just like, wow. Or they have the space and then I just don't have the time and yep. you know it's it takes a lot to grow I mean it's just like gardening 
Yep. You know, it uh, takes a lot of time and effort and skill and knowledge. And by the time you come up with something, if you only want to smoke your own, I mean, you might be smoking garbage for the yep. next couple of years <laughs> to figure it out, right? So, um, you know, being able to have access to people that grow it, I, I think is awesome. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to that Grow Up conference and, and kind of what it's, what it's all about. Well, absolutely. And the consumers that you connect with and can talk to are going to be different than the ones that Landon connects to and talks to, right? Of course. Like for me, selling product, I'll be honest, Landon does it better because I'm a grower. Yep. yep. He, he talks grow. He talks difficulty. I get excited about it. Yep. Where somebody who doesn't grow talks to you, you get you can break down the aroma. You give them yeah, the, it's a the, different, the different pitch. Exactly. Yep. You're you're excited about the product. Yep. I'm excited about the plant. Yep. And that's two different consumers. That of course. One, it's not that one sales pitch is bad. It's just it's not as effective it's because the brains work differently. People that's are interested exactly in different right. things. Yep. Right. Nope, that's exactly right. You show me a picture of the bud on the stock and show me your harvest. Yep. I'm much more likely to buy the product than you are if you just sit here and tell me, oh, well, it tastes like vanilla. It's got a real cakey feel. Of course. That's great, but let me see the butt. (laughs) And that's what the great thing is. Hopefully in the future when, you know, you're able to go into a store and actually take a look at, you know, take a look at the product that you're going to buy beforehand. And, And to take that one step further. I should be able to hopefully supply retailers yeah. with the product that they put in that little tester, the little smeller, or whatever it is. Because the reality is, is if you have to crack open a $40 eighth to put the bud on display for people to smell it and use it, or sorry, to smell it and, and look at it to see what they're going to get, that bud is eventually going to get dry yeah. quickly and you're going to have to continue you know, replacing that. And that's money right out of the retailer's pocket. So. You know, let us let us help a little bit yep. more. You know what I mean? And, you know, uh, selfishly, let me market my product a little bit more because it's it's easy to go into a store and ask for the lowest price of the highest yep. THC. Um, it's a little bit more difficult to go into a store and buy a 40 or a $45 eighth. Like you look at Distinct's uh, Guava Cooler. Yep. You know, it's an expensive product, but when you open that bag... If you know, you know, man. Like, I mean, you take a look at their product, and yeah, this is this is nice. Yeah, exactly. So I should be able to see that and be able to make my decision based on seeing the product, instead of having to do it blind. So, well, I'm, mm, even if you guys were able to have an allotment of okay, this store is allowed three and a half grams every six months, they can Something. reapply yeah, or seven sure. grams, and you do with it what you do with it. Yeah. So if they take a half gram, it goes in that display case, and then in six months when they get the re-up, yep. it gets replaced, and the rest is all the bud tenders get a half gram joint that they roll up and they have a session with. Something. That three and a half gram was allotted to that store. What that's yep. c- what that store manager or owner does with it, well, that's that's, that's on business. them. Yep, that's exactly and right. And for how many companies, how easy would it be for you to be able to drop an eighth off at the major stores and get that initial exposure. Yeah, And then in six months go, okay, well, be back, but I want to get middle management now, the people who aren't, didn't get that first, and you just work your way down. It's just for somebody to be able to roll into a store and just be like, hey, what am I buying? Yep. Can I take a look at it? You know, can I take a look at what I'm buying? Because, I mean, from batch to batch, the strain to strain, like, it's always changing. So, but... 
Yeah, no, again, you know, at the end of the day, this is the industry that we're dealing with now. This is the, the rules and regulations that we have to work with now. So, you know, we have to work with what we have now. Hopefully it will change in the future. And like I said, man, there are a ton of people out there in the community that are much smarter than I am in terms of the regulations and um, how to get to the right people on those regulations. They're working on it, man. Oh. I know they are, and I see a ton of LinkedIn posts. I've talked to a lot of people about it. Um, so I think that the industry or our community is in good hands because we have a lot of people pushing for a lot of good stuff. Uh, one thing that I, I do hope that we start looking at is when we are pitching these things, because I know that they just did, they tried to get a whole bunch of stuff into yeah. Health Canada. I think that if we're out there putting like 50 different things in front of Health Canada that we want to sh- that we want to change, they're going to look at us and just be like, "Hey guys, like, I mean, this is this is not going to happen, yep. right?" So I think we need to be a little bit more intentional, a little bit more specific. Like, if it's if we think that the 10 milligram edible limit uh, is is really the most important thing that we're dealing with right now, okay, then let's focus on that for the next little while. Like, the excise tax, which I would. Yeah be much more interested in, in seeing lower than the 10 milligram edibles thing. I mean, my hot take on the 10, gram, uh, 10 milligram edibles is that I don't think that that's a bad thing. In, in no. a, and I know that the vast majority of people probably won't agree with me, but, you know, th- we are trying to bring new people that were previously uncomfortable with our product into the community and let them see that there's there's no reason to be scared. Like, I mean, it's not the devil's no. lettuce like they used to call it, you know? So what I will say is that there's nothing that will chase off those people faster than a bad experience yep. with edibles. And edibles is the, is the thing, right? Because, listen, man, not everybody wants to smoke. Not everybody wants to do that. So edibles and oils and that type of thing is the absolute perfect entry level into our into our community, into our product. And there's nothing that someone is going to go screaming the opposite way faster than is eating 60 grams of med- of, uh, sixty milligrams of edibles the first time that they've done something and not talk to God at all, yep. but talk to the other portion of things. Yeah. And you'll never get that person back. They're going to be scared. They're going to be not impressed with what happened, and they will never come back. So... I don't hate the 10 milligram thing. Now, I'm not a huge edibles guy yeah. either, so it doesn't affect me that much, but I think that it was a good way to introduce cannabis to people that had never tried it before. Well, I, and I completely agree. And when it, like, my solution, and I know I've mentioned this a couple times on the channel, was, well, let's create a separate category for edibles over the 10 milligrams. They, car- they are called concentrate edibles. Yeah. They are deemed this. Let's make. I would be perfectly fine if they have to be simple gelatin, natural flavors, just raw distillate gummies. I. They don't need to be appealing or flavorful. If you're going for raw THC, why do they need to taste like like peach rings? If you just want 60 milligrams, you go and you buy a strawberry flavored and resin or whatever it is based, and we just make it straight across the board. Or you go and you buy the penny caps. You can buy five caps. At f- and you'll end up with 50 milligrams total for 10 bucks. Yeah. And, and, and like, f- at this point, I, I'm in agreement with you. It's not the hill to die on. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Are there not packages out there already that have 100 milligrams in them? I, I, that, like, that's why it, I was like, the, for, for cheap option, the yeah. pennies are your best one. Because I think it's either 50 or 100 milligrams yeah. per bag. 
at like nine dollars a bag at the most expensive place. Try to think of the ones. Was it the Edison Jolts? Yeah, there's the Jolts there that are the mints that are the yes. hundred milligrams. And they call them lozenges. That's why they were able yeah, to. Yeah, but move you can go and buy a bottle of Baker Street oil. Yeah. That has a two point five milligram per milliliter oil in it. Yep. With thirty milliliters in it. Right. Pop the cap, and you've got seven hundred fifty. What is it? Seven hundred fifty mils, roughly. Yep. Or, or sorry, seventy-five mils off of that. Two point yep. five per mil. Yeah. So it'd be seventy-five milligrams. Yep. That's that's pretty effective dose for most people. Like, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, and I mean, it's not the hill to die on. I agree. <laughs> it's not. It's. The, you know, and again, it's going back to we are all working within yep. the regulations that are given to us, right? So that's why the, the you know a lot of people are working in those gray areas, mm-hmm. and with the immaturity of the industry, the immaturity of it when the when the rules were set into place, it's like the it's like taxes, man. Like the government knows how much taxes we're supposed yeah. to pay, but they allow us to do whatever to kind of like pay less or pay more, right? Yep. So. The system is there uh, if you can work within it however you can legally mm-hmm. like you said man more power to you if you can get a hundred milligrams into a into an edible and nobody else is doing it but health canada doesn't have a problem with it more power on it yeah, man, like, give her. like uh, you know that that's that's business man like people are finding out if they can or they can't uh, as we go and the people that do that create the avenues for the rest of us to be able to follow through that's exactly because as soon as it's done once right like, as soon as you saw the Jeffrey from Natural History, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see more movie references on the packaging, more of the names, because it's as simple as this. Like, that is, for me, that is a screaming, like, F you to AGLC when they come back and they go, well, this is a reference. Yep. How did you allow the Jeffrey through then? It is quite literally, if you look at, take them to the Greek, a mixture of every illicit drug possible. <laughs> and they allowed that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry. Put the blinders on, folks. It's free game. Is is what it should be. Whether Listen, it's going to be or not is a different conversation. At the same, at the, and you know, with that, at the same time, you know, natural history, they could just say, like, "Hey, man, we actually Jeffrey is the guy that came up with the idea, and that's it. Take it however you want. Exactly. You know, take it however you want. And 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 again, man, good on natural history has done a lot of great stuff. Another Edmonton company. Yep. You know, started here. National now. I mean, they've been they've been doing well. They've got a lot of great marketing out there. Yep. They've got some good product out there. Um, again, if you've been able to do, that's why I I, I never ever am going to talk bad about somebody nope. that's been able to do something that maybe I haven't been able to pull off. Man, the the laws are there to be followed and interpreted as yeah, we see. <laughs> so if our interpretation allows us to do something that somebody else hasn't been able to do yep. that is good on the person that's been able to do it man well, you know so exactly and it's use it as an example to try and do what you want to do right and that's, that's exactly it and that's I'm all for that find the gray area that allows you to create something unique yep. and it it's it's kind of the number one way to market something is you find a problem people don't realize that they have and you provide the solution right yeah. after you give them that problem. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> like, it, man. And I You mean, sell a bunch of product and you go, hey, do you know that if this happens? Yeah. Well, here, let me solve that. That's exactly <laughs> right, man. So everybody's just out here trying to, uh, you know, trying to put out the best product that they can. 
make sure that everybody at the end of the day enjoys what they're what they're consuming from that LP, and you know, hopefully at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm able to, you know, have a business and make some money out of it, and you know, at the end of the day, we all need to pay mortgages and rent yeah. and food and this and that, which none of seems to be moving down in price anymore, <laughs> especially with what the hell is going on now with uh, inflation and all of the rest of the stuff that's happening. Um, you know, at least if there's good weed out there to smoke, yeah, <laughs> we can well, kind of forget about all well, the rest of the. One BS. less thing to worry about yeah, now. Where exactly you getting it? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that uh, we're moving in the right direction. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, being thoughtful of the things that we're trying to change and making sure that we, you know, we're putting out the best information as humanly possible. Well, absolutely. Um, but with that being said, you guys, we covered some major points. I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, man, it's been great. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any kind of final points or anything that you want to hit and cover before we wrap this up? No, nah, man, I, you know, I think that we went through a lot of good stuff. I mean, you know, partake responsibly. Feel free to, uh, you know, go out and look for us. Uh, you know, we got three new products coming out. We got the milled, we got the blunts, we got the sweet spot. We still got the eights and the pre-rolls, the three by half grams with the punch mints. Um, you know, if I was going to say go out there and support your local craft grower, uh, whether that's Partake or whether that's uh, Distinct or Alberta Bud or Prairie Grass, you know, I want to name them all, man, because I think that we've got some great product out here. Uh, don't, be f don't be scared to ask questions. And, uh, yeah, go out, support local, and I promise you, you will not, uh, you know, you, you, you won't regret it. So, and thank you. Thank you for everybody that has gone out there and bought our product and has suggested it to other people. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Marco, for coming on. Yeah, I man. appreciate having you and having me here. And anytime I get to come and check out this facility, it's amazing, you guys. I definitely recommend going and checking out your local craft facility. If you do get the opportunity for a tour, it will change your perspective on the plant itself and the product coming to market. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. But with that being said, cheers and we'll see you later.